guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. And welcome to episode 20. What the heck? How do I already have 20 episodes out? That's crazy to me. Blows my mind. We're at 20 episodes. And this started as a homework assignment. Well, let's actually roll the episode now that we're here. Every year on February 14th, many people all over the world come together to celebrate love. Some people love this holiday. They go out and shower their loved ones with candy, flowers, and jewelry. While others can't stand this holiday and think it was made up to support greeting card companies. So, in honor of Valentine's Day, let's talk about it. And y'all be so, so proud of me. 20 episodes in, and I did my research. Ahead of time. Who am I? New year, new me? Absolutely not, because... Actually, the next few episodes are actually planned out already, so maybe this is a new year to me, even though we already had that discussion. But anyways, an article that I found that was originally published December 22nd, 2009, but it was updated January 24th, 2022 from history.com, gave me all the history facts about Valentine's Day and its potential beginnings and all this and that. But fun fact, did you know that St. Valentine is actually a mystery? and that the Catholic Church recognizes three different St. Valentines, and all of them were sadly murdered by some guy. Yep, that's really sad. Valentine's Day is already off to a sad start. But the Christian Church Christianized the pagan celebration Lupercalia, which is celebrated on February 15th, and it's a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, and to the Roman founders Romulus and Remus. Hope I'm pronouncing all of that right. I did not pay attention to school on any of those names. But that's crazy how this holiday, which is celebrating love, and it's celebrated all over the world, mostly, is tied to religion. Are we really surprised here? Are we really surprised? Because I'm not. Who even knows if this is the right facts? But what I found, which is so, so interesting, was that Valentine's greetings go back to the Middle Ages, but they weren't written until after the 1400s. So, like, how do they know that? I don't get that. Like, if there's no written documentation, how do you know the people in the Middle Ages were going around like, oh my god, I love you, happy Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they weren't doing that. But, you know, it makes you wonder, historians, what are you doing? How do you know this information? Like, were you there? Do we got time travelers? Because that's terrifying to think about. But this is also pretty funny. It's not funny. It's just, the oldest known Valentine was a poem written in 1415 by Charles Duke of Orleans. Orleans? Orleans? Oh my god. There's so many hard words to pronounce this episode. But the best part about his poem was that he was locked up. He was in jail. He was in jail and he wrote his lover a poem, which is known as like the first Valentine. And I just find that so funny. Like people always roast people who are in jail and stuff like that. And like literally the whole holiday, you're welcome. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. So I decided to look more into this poem and wow, this guy's life was crazy. So apparently when he was 12, he was married to his 17-year-old cousin for political reasons. But his cousin was already married at the age of 6, but her spouse had died, which is why they remarried her. But she ended up dying in childbirth, and he has a really tragic life. But a year after his first wife died, he was then married to an 11-year-old for more political reasons. And she's the one he wrote the poem for. And the lines that they are considering to be the valentine is my very gentle valentine since for me you were born too soon and i for you was born too late god forgives him who has estranged 
me from you for the whole year. I am already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine. So it's not what we typically think of Valentine is. It's kind of really sad. And what's even more sad is he never got to see her reaction to this poem because she died while he was in jail. You know, what comes with the holiday is uh, Cupid. Yep, you know, that little angel cherub thingy that wears just a diaper and shoots arrows at people, which how rude is that? Imagine just walking around and pew, pew, pew. Like, no, that is not okay. But Cupid's origins, he's known as the Roman god Cupid, which has its roots in Greek mythology as Greek god Eros. That's another fun fact for you. And did you know? Because, you know, we're talking a lot about love here and they're supporting those people who go out and spend all this money, which we'll get to that part. We looked up some statistics on that. But, you know, to support the other side of the argument, the greeting card company, Valentine's Day is the second largest card-sending holiday. Christmas is number one. But Valentine's Day is the second next one. But, you know, I kind of see it. I see the other people's point of view that this holiday is pointless and it's just for greeting card companies. I mean, maybe it's not that pointless. It's kind of pointless. Imagine if we got paid extra for Valentine's Day. That'd be crazy. Remember when you were in school? Do you ever have Valentine's Day parties? You know they don't do them anymore? That's so sad. Like, you're not allowed to celebrate Valentine's Day anymore in school. But I remember when I was in school, we used to have whole parties on Valentine's Day. We would have heart-shaped cookies and we would have little snacks and we would have Valentine's Day cards. And some of my teachers knew that, like, some parents couldn't afford to buy Valentine's Day cards for everybody. So we used to, like, hand-make them in class. That way, everyone was guaranteed to get a Valentine. But, you know, you'd always get Valentine's Day. And I remember, like, growing up, I would pick, like, certain character ones from, like, the dollar store. But I would, like, pick certain ones. And then I would, like, literally sit there with a list of my classmates. And I would pick out which Valentine was going to which classmate very, very specifically. I'd be like, ooh. I like her. She can get this one. This is my favorite character. I'd be like, ooh, this guy's a jerk. He can get this one. I don't like him. I would sit there for a while and literally pick who was getting which card, which, you know, it's a lot of time. Wasn't a lot of money. But you want to know what is a lot of money is apparently Americans spend $145 million on Valentine's Day cards. On just the cards. That's not including your chocolate-covered strawberries, your jewelry, every kiss begins with K, bing. None of that stuff. No. This is just on the piece of paper. People are spending $145 million collectively on a card that's going to end up in the trash probably. Like, I don't know about you, but I would personally rather get a handmade card than one from the store. Like, when we were in school, going back to that, and we used to get Valentine's Day, I used to love the handmade ones over the other ones because people used to, like, draw stick figures. I still have them. Is that weird? I feel like I should have threw them out years ago, but I still have my cards. I remember, like, people used to draw, like, pictures. I'd get so excited over it. I'd be like, oh, this is so cute. This is so cute. Like, most people got excited about their Spider-Man ones and their Powerpuff Girl ones and the ones that came with stickers or an eraser or a lollipop, and I was over here so excited about my stick figure drawing one. You know, it's just, it's the little things in life that make me happy. But speaking of candy, did you know, you know those like heart things that like taste so bad, but we all eat them anyways. They have like little messages on them like, call me, XOXO, love you. Yeah, the conversation hearts. Did you know that they started out as uh, medical treatment candy? That was like medical lozenges. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I was trying to avoid the word. But yeah, they were called medical lozenges. And it started off here in Massachusetts. And... I don't remember the fact, and I didn't write it down, so we'll have editing Meg come in here with the fact about the conversation candy, because I know it's the Neko company that makes them, because they make, what do they make now? Editing Meg's going to come in now to give us the fact on that, because it's actually pretty interesting how a candy that we all associate with Valentine's Day actually started out as medicine. 
Okay, from what I found, it said in 1847, a Boston pharmacist, Oliver Chase, wanted to become a part of the lozenger craze that was becoming popular, but to him it was too time-consuming. So he invented a machine, which quote-unquote became America's first candy-making machine. This led him to leaving his career as a pharmacist, and he became a candy maker and started the Neko Candy Company, which is their wafers, is what I was talking about before. That's their most like popular item. But it turns out his brother Daniel got involved and figured out a way to write messages on the candy in 1866. But they were a lot bigger than the candy hearts because the hearts didn't come until 1902. So it's a family business. How cute. Yeah, see, there's some cool facts about Valentine's Day and stuff, but it's also a very sad holiday for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people feel left out. They're not always about love. There's a lot of sad statistics here. But I don't want to give you sad statistics on Valentine's Day because, you know, it is supposed to be a day for love and positivity. It doesn't have to be with your loved one. It can be with your friends. I remember when I was in high school. This is so embarrassing to say on a podcast. But um, I think it was like my sophomore year of high school, maybe junior year. But a group of my friends, we all got together and we had an anti-Valentine's Day party, like a sleepover. We thought we were the coolest thing ever. We posted it all over social media, too. We're like, anti-Valentine's Day. Like, oh, my God, we were so petty and so annoying. It was so fun. It was a good sleepover. You know, we had a lot of fun moments. We had a lot of laughs and we, we had an anti-Valentine's Day sleepover. We were like, no one's wearing red. No one's wearing pink. We're going to go to someone's house. We're going to eat pizza and we're going to watch comedy movies. We're not watching love movies and we're not doing any of this. We're not doing anything that's cliche. You know, there's a lot of cliche things about Valentine's Day. And we were like, no. To every single one of those. Which is just so funny. But a lot of people do anti-Valentine's Day things. But it's just some weird holiday. You think about it. It's so weird. It's nice though. Holiday celebrating love. No, it can't be sad. For some people. But you know. Regardless of what you think. Whether it's a holiday that is supposed to be spent with all your loved ones. Gifting them everything that you can. Or it's just a holiday that is supporting the greeting card companies. We can all agree that um, there's some weird interesting facts about this holiday. So... In honor of Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hey Guys, It's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys, It's Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Come back next week where I talk about some of the shortages we've had over the world, over everything. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts.